the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We welcome you in on a rainy Thursday to the latest edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. Franklin County Sheriff's Deputy Jason Mead, as you well know by now, was not convicted by a jury of his peers of the murder of Casey Goodson. The prosecution tried everything, was given the benefit of a last-minute surprise witness. He went through four alternate jurors. And there was even a blatantly unallowable statement made by the prosecution late in closing without the judge throwing the case out. There's always a motion for summary judgment at the end of a case. The judge threw it out. He let it go to the jury. And Meade was not convicted. Will he be retried is the question now. And if you like being lectured to on uh, matters of morality... Uh, by people who have long ago and often since demonstrated their complete lack of morality. Well, then, today's Columbus Dispatch editorial is for you. It is headlined, Not retrying Jason Meade for Casey Goodson Jr. death would be a miscarriage of justice. Now, the the byline on the editorial says dispatch editorial board but at the very top above that it says this piece expresses the view of its author separate from those of this publication okay well let's go to the end and find out who wrote it oh look a woke piece of opinion garbage written by the queen of woke opinion garbage Dispatch editorial page editor Amelia Robinson. Uh, Before I get into what Amelia advocates on moral grounds and miscarriage of justice grounds regarding Jason Meade, uh, let me go through the litany of things that Amelia Robinson has uh, taken a supportive position on uh, before. Um the legalization of marijuana in the state of Ohio. Abortion, unrestricted access for all women in the state of Ohio. And multiple pieces uh, decrying the evils of overriding Mike DeWine's veto on the SAFE Act and the Save Women's Sports Act. Uh, A few of the headlines on Amelia Robinson's pieces in that regard Will Ohio's anti-trans law make families flee for Michigan and Pennsylvania? One father says yes. (laughs) Was there ever, as is the duty of an opinion page editor, a piece advocating for 
the override of Mike DeWine's veto, you know, a balanced opinion. You've heard of op-ed pieces. That's short for opposing editorial opinions. No, of course not. I remember way back when I went and sat before a woke panel of unfriendlies at the uh, Columbus Metropolitan Club. At that point in time, when Jenna Powell's bill and Gary Click's bill, which were merged together into one bill and passed, thankfully, by the Republicans in the Ohio General Assembly. At that point in time, the dispatch had written nine or at least published nine editorials talking about how we had to uphold the rights of transgender people in the state of Ohio. They couldn't find a single conservative opinion shaper. They couldn't find a single authentic evangelical pastor to pen an opinion piece saying why we might need to protect children trapped in the mental illness of gender dysphoria from their own worst inclinations because their brains wouldn't be developed until the age of 25, fully developed. And there's, They love to cite the science. They never cite the science on brain development, which is well established. Uh, the dispatch couldn't publish, presumably because they couldn't find, anybody to advocate for protecting our kids from the uh, gender lobby and from their own worst inclinations. But at that point in time, they could find nine different people, including a transgender hairstylist from Dayton, (laughs) to write about why we had to protect the trans minority in the state of Ohio. So that just lays the foundation of the background of the wokeness that undergirds Amelia Robinson's opinions at the Columbus Dispatch. And by the way, Amelia, do you feel good writing an editorial for your paper under the byline, Dispatch Editorial Board, and then at the end they say, oh, Amelia Robinson wrote it, but then above your column it says, this piece expresses the view of its author separate from those of this publication. That sounds racist to me. That sounds racist like they're undercutting your opinion. But I digress. Why? Please tell us, Amelia. Must we retry, Casey, uh, must we retry Jason Mead? For crimes that a jury of his peers said, by their failure to agree unanimously, that he did not commit. She says, three long years of community angst. The question of legal guilt or innocence should not be left to linger over Franklin County residents. Have there been three long years of angst? I mean, I know there's angst, understandably. In Casey Goodson's family, because they want to think the best of him, even though he was waving a gun at Jason Mead, and the gun was found underneath him when Jason Mead shot him, when Jason Mead feared for his life as, JC, as Casey Goodson faced him in the doorway of the home on Linden where he died. I get the angst in the Goodson family. I understand it. I don't have a problem with it. But over Franklin County residents, if there's angst, I would think in my conversations with people, and I have a lot of them. I bet I have a lot more than you do, Amelia. There is no mention ever of, boy, do you think think they're going to get this Jason Meade for what he did? This decorated U.S. Marine, this guy who's had no previous bouts of complaints from people about mistreating minorities. No angst. Of course, Amelia is angst-ridden because it's a white police officer and the person that he shot is black. 
Uh, she says it will be well worth the time and money it will take to have another jury weigh in next time, hopefully, to determine the guilt or innocence. I got to tell you, Amelia, I don't believe you really will be fulfilled if a jury comes back unanimously attesting to the fact that Jason Meade was justified in shooting Casey Goodson. I'm going to call BS on the fact that you don't care which way the verdict goes in this particular case. Um, and this is where I think Democrats never think. They all Jason Meade, you know, he's responsible in their eyes for Casey Goodson's death because he's the one who pulled the trigger, right? Well, in that sense, I can't argue he is responsible because he pulled the trigger. But as is so often the case, as is, excuse me, always the case, when anyone dies at the hand of a police officer, that results because the person who dies has made a series of bad decisions. Not just one, a series of bad decisions. Whether it's fleeing, whether it's fighting back, whether it's disrespecting or disregarding an order to get on your knees, hands on your head, There's always been a series of bad decisions by the person who ends up with a very unpleasant result. And we never trace it back to, why did they do that? Pretty much always the answer to why they did that is because they have an inherent mistrust of police. Wait, don't stop. Why do they have an inherent mistrust of police? Because people like Amelia Robinson and people like Ben Crump And people like Al Sharpton continue to foment this idea in young people. Casey Goodson was young, but he was indoctrinated and had his mind poisoned long before his 23rd birthday, which was the last birthday he would ever celebrate. That you can't trust police. Police are out to get you. Police are hunting you, LeBron James said. They're out. They're out. LeBron's tweet said literally hunting Black men. Well, I got to commend LeBron, who grew up in Akron and went to Cleveland, went to Miami, went to L.A. and played a lot of basketball games. He's driven or been driven to a ton of games. And if throughout his entire life he's literally been hunted by police, then LeBron is extremely good at avoiding being shot by police who, in his words, are literally hunting him down. But when you plant that seed... In the minds of young people, when you tell them that the police are their enemy, when you tell them to mistrust them, and you cite anecdotal evidence, which, as I played earlier this week, Roland Fryer, economist, Harvard, youngest guy ever to get tenure at Harvard, did a study. Are black men shot at a higher rate by police? And the answer was no. And did the black community thank Roland Fryer and change how it portrays police officers to the youth in the black community? No. Harvard fired Roland Friday. So Amelia Robinson bears responsibility as much as any. So my position on the uh, crazed editorial today from Amelia Robinson of the Columbus Dispatch, that Casey Goodson should have his case heard in court again and that Officer Jason Meade, former Franklin County Sheriff's Deputy working for a federal task force, should be retried, is that if we would tell the truth about 
why people die in these kinds of interactions with police. And we would tell our youth from a young age that police officers are their friends. They're not perfect, but they are their friends, and the overwhelming majority of them are not looking to harm them, but looking to, A, keep them from hurting others if they're arrested, or keep them from breaking the law in order to keep order. But so often, and we had a caller during the break, thank you, uh, point out the truck driver who just got a big fat settlement because an officer's canine was mistakenly unleashed and bit him, and he got like 225 grand. The officer got 40 for being unjustly fired. But the truck driver had refused orders to stop, did not get on the ground when he got out of his truck, did not put his hands on top of his head. Now, thankfully, that didn't end with a death, but far too often these things do end with a death. We're going to be having another trial of a Columbus police officer charged in the shooting death of Donovan Lewis. Oh, he opened the door to Donovan Lewis's bedroom and he shot at Donovan Lewis's first movement and Donovan Lewis just had a vape pen in his hand. Off with that officer's head. Well, again, series of bad decisions. Banging on the door for 10 minutes, unleashing a canine in the room to bark for 10 minutes, Donovan Lewis's two apartment-dwelling friends or acquaintances saying, yeah, I don't know if he's in that room or not. Donovan Lewis not turning the light on, not opening the door with his hands on top of his head, getting up in the dark with his hands underneath him with something in his hand, but the officer, I mean, he's the officer's been trained, right? The officer has x-ray vision. He's supposed to know Donovan Lewis doesn't have a gun, even though he hasn't come out. And he's wanted on warrants for, what, slugging his mom, slugging his pregnant girlfriend, a weapons charge? Why would they fear Donovan Lewis in that situation? Or the officers in Atlanta. A couple years ago, right? Remember Rayshard Brooks? Oh, they got charged with murder, the officers did, because they stood there and they talked to Rayshard Brooks for 45 minutes, and Rayshard Brooks didn't do anything. And then in minute 46, Rayshard Brooks decided it would be a great idea. And why would he do this? To grab a taser from an officer fired the taser at the officer, and then he got shot and killed. Now, why would Rayshard Brooks do that? I would submit probably because he's heard the narrative since George Floyd, since Eric Garner, since all, name them, whoever, that police, once they stop you, they're looking to kill you. That's just blatantly not true. Amelia Robinson, you want to write a story that would be, you know, counter to all the woke crap on your search page at the dispatch, Amelia Robinson, how about you go out and write about the police officer who pulled Darnell Brooks, the five-year-old, out of the sewer drain? How about you write about that guy? Because I know a little bit about that guy. I know he'd been up 36 hours. I know he didn't have one of his underlings in the department do it. He's way up the tier in the Columbus Police Department, and he did it himself. Would his mindset be relevant? Would you want to humanize him in any way? Would you want to tell his story? Would you want to talk about how much bothers him to see this kind of violence perpetrated in the black community by people, in this case, the guardian, the mom, who was supposed to protect the child? Why don't you tell that story, Amelia Robinson? You got a whole staff of reporters down there. You could tell that story. I mean, 
probably wouldn't tell it very well because I don't think you're very talented. But you could tell it. But you won't tell it because why? Ruins your narrative that all cops are bad. So why did the trial of Jason Mead, if he's so blatantly guilty, why did it go south? Now, Jordan Laird writes a look back at the trial, and more so it's a complaint about the fact that gee, it's really hard to convict a police officer for using force, even deadly force. <laughs> Here's the lead. As special prosecutors evaluate whether to retry former Franklin County Sheriff's Deputy Jason Meade, they must contend with the reality that juries rarely convict officers for using force, even deadly force. Now, he's going to go on to explain why, in his mind, officers rarely get convicted. I'll ask a very simple question. Why do juries usually not convict? When, when juries don't convict someone, what is the basis of their failure to convict them? It's not a trick question. Oh, it's because they've heard the evidence and they don't believe they're guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Maybe that's why it's hard to convict officers. And maybe that's the case with officers because officers are trained not to just shoot willy-nilly, but they have to have reason and justification to shoot. Could that be the reason why it's hard to convict them? It is the reason why it's hard to convict them. It's just not the reason that Jordan Laird and the Columbus Dispatch editorial board and Amelia Robinson and almost everybody who works down there wants to admit. And then they cite other cases. What's really hard across the country to do this? Like, for instance... The officers in Louisville were not convicted of murder of Breonna Taylor. Yeah, funny thing. When you're bedding down with a wanted felon and the wanted felon gets out of bed with you and fires the first shot at police officers and the officers fire back and you get hit in the crossfire, it is a tragedy for Breonna Taylor. It is not a crime. And George Floyd Jr. Yes. Oh, poor George Floyd. Poor George Floyd. All he was trying to do was buy cigarettes with a counterfeit $20 bill. Now, what are you saying, Bruce? Are you saying he should be shot for trying to pass a counterfeit $20 bill? No. No, I'm not. But I'm saying if he had gotten out of the car, put his hands on top of his head, not continued to resist, not continued to launch into this nonsensical, like, oh, don't hurt me, don't hurt me, Classic case that all oft-arrested criminals engage in, exacerbating the situation, again, a series of bad decisions, then George Floyd would be alive today. You're going to have to give me better examples than these that are totally justifiable. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.